thing. Our second, our, um, can you hear me? Okay. It comes from the 21st chapter of the Gospel of John. This can be found on page 115 in your pew Bibles in the New Testament section. Chapter 21 is an epilogue to the Gospel of John. The first 20 chapters tell the complete story. But then, later, people decided that there was a little more to tell. More to tell about the future of the church. Our strategic planning task force was inspired by this chapter. And today, we will study just the first three verses. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Galilee, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Galilee and Gal Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we ask that you will be with us this morning, that we may catch something. Come and feed us. Help us to know that you are truly with us. Inspire us. And make us whole. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I am going fishing. Who's going with me? It's at a lake in Minnesota, and it's the same question every night after dinner. I am going fishing. Who's going with me? And a group gathers, and they decide who's going to sit in which boat and where to go and what the lures will be. They go out, and they may catch a bass or a northern pike, or if they're really lucky, a walleye. They might see an eagle or hear the call of the loon, and they might not catch anything. Yet fish or no fish, every night it's the same. I am going fishing. Who's going with me? Simon Peter was a fisherman, as were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and fishing was their job before they met Jesus. But when they met Jesus and they followed him and they saw him heal a withered hand or cast out a demon and met the blind see and the dead girl live, they were supposed to be different. 
They were supposed to have been changed. They were supposed to be out there now healing the sick and feeding the hungry and teaching people how to love each other. They weren't supposed to be back fishing. Wasn't the point of it all to go out into the world and share God's love? So when Peter stands up and says, I am going fishing, there's something about it that is just wrong. Did Peter not understand Jesus when he said, I will make you fish for people? Did they just go back home after the resurrection and try and get their lives back together the way it was before? Yet we know that the book of Acts says that Peter traveled the Mediterranean and died a martyr's death, as well as some of the others. And they're getting in a boat and some of the disciples don't even know how to fish. The story doesn't make sense because it's not about the first disciples. This is an epilogue. This tells what happens to Jesus' disciples further down the road. Like a hundred years. Or a thousand years or 2,000 years. This story is about us. And there is so much that happens in this chapter, so much that Jesus' followers now are experiencing joy, abundance, challenge. But just in these first three verses, there are tremendous gifts for us. So I want to talk about five spiritual truths in just these first verses. Number one, Jesus still makes his presence known. After these things, Jesus so showed himself to the disciples by the Sea of Galilee. Jesus shows himself and makes his presence known. Jesus is here. Jesus shows up for us. Wherever we are doing what we are doing, be we fishermen, doctors, teachers, lawyers, wherever we work on the Sea of Galilee, we do not have to climb a mountain in Tibet. We don't have to go into an alternate state of consciousness. Jesus shows up for us in our ordinary lives and ordinary places doing what we ordinarily do. Jesus is here. Two, Jesus still calls disciples. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of Jesus' disciples. Jesus still calls disciples. For all the talk about declining church membership, we are still here. Jesus still calls disciples. 
And when we gather on Sunday mornings, we gather with a million other Presbyterians just in the United States and two billion Christians around the world. God continues to call people to follow Jesus and to share God's love around the world. Jesus' mission to heal the world continues because God still calls disciples. And we gather. We still gather. We come together because God has put us together in the boat. Despite our feuds and follies, we are here. If you remember, James and John were always trying to get Jesus to do special favors for them. Grant that we may sit at your right hand and your left hand in the kingdom of heaven. And yet, there they are in the boat. No one has thrown them overboard after all of those years. And there's doubting Thomas, still in the boat. It's okay to ask questions. In fact, it is why the church still exists. After 2,000 years of differences, disciples are still committed to gathering and working together. And together, we catch fish. We need the fish to feed our souls. And truth number three is there are still fish to catch. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. There are still fish out there to be caught. And we are spiritually hungry. We don't always know how to say it, but there is something that we aren't getting enough of. Maybe it is that deep strength inside of us, a longing to know a reality greater than what we can see, and ways to tap into that greater reality. We are longing to know that love really does bind the universe together. We know that there is more goodness to be known and experienced, and we want to go deeper to get it. The fish feed our hungry souls. They have not gone extinct. Climate change has not wiped them out. Spiritual strength, joy, love, patience, kindness, a hundred different species of prayer all swim around us. There are fish to catch. Promise, truth, affirmation number four. There is a boat. They went out and got into the boat. The boat is an ancient symbol for the church. You see it on your bulletin and you see it right here. The boat. 
The ocean is a symbol for chaos. But God makes for us a boat. This part of the sanctuary is called a nave. For navy, for boat. We have a boat to keep us alive no matter what the storm outside. The church is here because God gives it to us as a gift. And we are gifts to each other. Because remember, as Pastor Lynn told us last week, the church is not a building. The church is not a steeple. We are the people. We are the church. So the person in the pew in front of you, that person is a gift of God to you. Let me say that one more time. That person in the pew in front of you is a gift of God to you. They may have some support to give to you. They may have something to learn from you or to teach you. They may be a current or a future friend. They may be there to help you grow spiritually. And don't you just love the people in our lives that help us grow spiritually? They help us learn kindness. They help us learn patience. The person and the pew in front of you may be there to open your heart, to help you know some deep spiritual reality. They may be there to become a spiritual friend and help you wrestle with your faith so that you can go deeper. We have a boat. Spiritual truth number five. Sometimes we go out, out, we go out all night and catch nothing. But that night, they caught nothing. Isn't it a relief to know the truth about the spiritual life? We don't always catch something. Being a disciple, this is just what life is really like in the boat. Sometimes you catch a ton of fish. But if you are not feeling it, my friends, that is the way the spiritual life is. Sometimes you know that God is right there next to you. And sometimes you can pray all night long. And wonder where God is. Sometimes you come to church and you're just not feeling it. Not in the sermon, not in the music, not in the prayers. It's just not working for you. There are lots of boats 
Will we stay in the boat and know that's the way the spiritual life is? Will we stay in the boat and keep each other going and together figure it out? That's what we have been trying to do as a church. God has called us here. God has given us this church. God has put us together to support and help each other. And God is calling us to go deeper. And we're going to get to this as we go through the next three weeks on this passage and talking about our new strategic plan, going deeper. We are hungry here for deeper relationships. We want people in our lives we can trust enough to go down where it is real, in the core of our being. We want people where we can wrestle with our demons. We are hungry for a deeper spirituality. We want some more fish. We don't need all 100 species of prayer, but it would be nice to have a half a dozen or so that we can turn to. We need hope and joy and the love beyond all love that only Christ can give. And this is where we fish for it. We need to hear God saying to us, it's all here, but hey folks, you have to learn how to fish. These fish are not going to jump into the boat by themselves. You have clergy, but they are not going to fish for you. They can show you where to get a net. They can help you find a few things, but then it's up to you. Remember, if you give someone a fish, they will eat for a day. If you teach that person how to fish, they will eat for a lifetime. This church is hungry to learn how to fish for ourselves. Spiritual leadership. One person teaches another, and that person teaches another. And soon, we are all catching fish. There is so much more to say on these things, and it's good that we have a few more weeks to hear more of all the good things that are going to happen in this chapter. And you can read them. It's all on page 115 in your pew Bible. But for today, these first three verses have so much. Jesus is here for you, for us. God has called you to be a part of Jesus' work of healing love. Jesus called you to be a disciple. None of us is in this alone. We're in a boat. God has given us to each other. Together, we will find food for our souls. And sometimes, we just have to be patient.
Jesus says to us, I am going fishing. Let us say, we will go with you. Amen.